Welcome to Vegas Circle with Pocky and Chris. And today joining the circle with us, we're excited to have this businessman who is a master builder and super connector. Um, he is also an author, has a very interesting story, uh, currently has a new book out called Prison to the Penthouse with Mr. Jeremy Siegel. So Jeremy, good to see you, man. Awesome. How you doing? Hey, fantastic, Packy. Or is it Packy or Paquet? So think of hockey, so think of hockey, but with a P. Pocky. 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 That's what, that's awesome. You're fancy. I like it. Uh, yep. Man, I want to thank you for getting me on your show. I, I looked you guys up. We connected when we first spoke. I was like, man, this guy's a great energy, and I'm excited to give you guys what I have. So here I am. Thank you again, you know. We appreciate you joining the circle. So jump right <clears> in, man. You've got multiple books out. What inspired you, you know, to write this book about going to prison and obviously in the penthouse and the whole nine? There, there we go. There's advertising right there. What inspired you to write this book? Prison. Prison inspired me to write the book. I was in prison. I was, I was really like out of my comfort zone because most of the time when we talk about like incarceration, it's especially it's one thing if you're like a gang member or like just habitual, like, you know, dirtbag criminal, you know, just in and out. But if you're like a reasonable person who does something wrong and goes to prison, you're usually at a low custody. So it's not that uncomfortable, you know, but I happen to be in an extremely uncomfortable situation where I had so many DUIs. And I also had institutional violence before I got into prison. So I was at a very high custody. So I'm white and I'm Jewish and we all hang out with just other white people. I mean, you, you're racially segregated in prison. So every white person in prison is all swastika out, you know, Hitler. They're all about just putting in work. And basically I was in a very uncomfortable situation where I had to do the most of my time and still like get, get out of there and, um, will kind of go together with the group, but also lead the way. So I was in situations where I was just learning a lot and I saw things that were interesting. And when I had downtime, I started just kind of processing like what made people successful in there. And I compared it to like how people were becoming successful on the street. So that's how I came to write that you know, first a, book. That's a very different type of experience. You know, when you're obviously, if you're incarcerated, you have to go there yeah. and it's a very challenging time, you would think, you know, a time where you're removed from your normal life, but also to be able to take that time that most people say as a huge negative and then try to turn it into a positive and, and grow from it. That's, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's the reason why prison is there, right? That's the whole goal. Yeah. The goal is to, 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 to punish, but also re, rehabilitate and, and provide yeah. uh, those type of solutions. And it's, you never hear about it working, but it's great to hear that it, that it yeah. actually worked in this circumstance. Well, yeah, one thing I noticed also was like, so my story isn't like having done good before prison, having survived prison and done good again. I went to prison and I actually thrived in prison. And I was at a very high security prison where like, like it, it don't matter if you're the biggest dude on the yard. I've seen big dudes get stabbed up by four dudes all the time. Like it didn't matter. I went to the top because I had less weeks inside of me. You know, I was really good at adding value and I was good about being a, a good leader. And so I learned a lot in prison. And I tell people like learning to be like make reason with unreasonable people, learning to make logic with illogical people coming out of prison where people are like relatively normal, like shit is easy these days. You know, honestly, I tell people like going to prison was the single greatest investment of my entire life by far. Oh, wow. <laughs> glowing <laughs> reviews glowing yeah. reviews yeah. Yeah, yeah try it out try it out <laughs> you know it's funny too when you connected you know a little while back you know we got a chance to talk just offline man and that is unbelievable to be even be able to do that like chris was saying rehabilitate do the whole nine that's a powerful story and now you got all these businesses you know that you've built in just a machine now which, well, that's why we wanted to bring you on the show is because 
you know, you, you obviously have your own platform. You're doing a lot, with, you know, with different books. And I know you do some coaching and mentoring. You know, one thing that I wanted to touch on, too, is at one point you were homeless and on drugs also, right? Yeah. And how did oh, yeah. you break that, man? Because that's just a tough situation to be able to deal with on top of going to prison. How did you break that addiction? Well, that was a thank you state of Nevada. You yeah. know, no, honestly, I had a drug addiction from a very young age. Uh, I had been in a car accident when I was 13 years old. I got hit by a car at 50 miles an hour. So basically, I just, all I knew was pain pill prescriptions since I was a kid, college. But I had such massive ADHD that, like, pills kind of made me normal. Like, I was just like, well, I'm 37 with energy. Can you imagine me at 17, at 27? I was nuts. And so to answer your question, they had, I was always getting in trouble with my fast cars and, you know, simple drug offenses. They give me rehabs. But I was never really ready to, to change until the final DUI program where they said, look, either you can go to rehab and get off your drugs or you can go to prison. It's that simple. So they actually forced me to get off of it. But most people, what they do in their recovery programs, AA and whatnot, they're just not using, you know, but they're not actually thriving as a man, you know. And so that's what I did. I just enough was enough. I was ready for the change and I really ran with it. So I became addicted to new things is really how I got out of the the drug use and the bad habits was I became addicted to strength. I became addicted to like accountability. You know, I became addicted to like knowing more than the people I was around. And um, I became addicted to lifting heavy weights. So healthy addictions, I would say, and then seeing the, the, the impact I was giving others and the strength I was giving others and like my ability to succeed around successful people, it would just became like a snowball effect, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have a very interesting mentality when it comes to these different type of things. You know, a lot of people are in those circumstances, but definitely don't treat it the same way. And, and you make a very good or valid point about, you know, addiction is a lot of people are addicted to a lot of things. And it's about focusing those addictions to the right things, which can really make a positive impact or even just, you know, the, having that perseverance in one specific goal. And it seems like you took all that energy from all those negative spaces and focused on things that were more positive and you're directly yeah. seeing the impact of the result of it. Definitely. I mean, as far as the homeless thing, when I, I had gone to prison my first time in 2009 for growing marijuana. And so when I came out, my houses had been raided. I didn't have anything. So I literally came out with nothing. My family doesn't have money. You know, I don't have a college degree. I had nothing to fall back on. So I started at the bottom. I did some research. I got like, I went to social services. I got a, a rent voucher for the month. I got on welfare, food stamps, it didn't matter. It only took me about two months to get a job. I secured, with that first rent check, I got a, a room for rent on Craigslist, actually. So 500 bucks, paid, so I had, I had a place for a month. I had to get a little job. It really wasn't that difficult. And the job that I got was just answering phones at a law firm. Fast forward four months later, I'm managing the whole firm. Fast forward after that, I build law groups because I found a niche in just uh, building relationships and using negotiation skills and building strong positions for other people to rise. And really, in these technical arenas, it comes down to trust. You know, anybody can sell, everyone thinks, oh, because of this degree, this lawyer, this doctor is a great person. They're usually not, you know, but the people that you can really trust and you vibe well with that have your best interest, that's the whole point of life. That's what will take you to the top. So those are kind of how I build all my businesses. They're all relationship-based. They're all about transparency and really empowering the people we're with. So yeah. putting people first is how I got off of everything, homelessness and uh, sobriety. We're building on that, right? So you learn obviously a lot about the legal system too. Is that what made you launch LegalQS? Because I know that you got your no. hands involved with that too. 
So basically, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't legally own a law firm. But back in 2010, I was like really building these law groups to where these lawyers were coasting off of everything I was bringing in, everything I was building. I was great at managing. I was great at building cases. So it was kind of just a separate entity that I could bring lawyers under and kind of just direct the flow that was coming in. But yeah, fast forward 10, 10 years out, it's like now we have the whole management system, the marketing system, for the lawyers and the doctors. And really, if we're not getting people a, a better product and service, we're not in business, but we are. So um, putting people first. And I just love those technical, hard things like the legal arena, the medical arena is really not that complicated, you know, it's, um, it's all about bringing in the right team. That's what it all comes down to. And I happen to be good at, at finding the right people. And, you know, it's kind of an intimidating environment, I would assume. You're around a lot of people who have degrees, you know, vast amounts of education and going into that and managing them, like you said, that's how to manage unmanageable people. And if I was thinking about an unmanageable (laughs) group of people, it would probably be lawyers. (laughs) Yeah, no, I actually, that was part of the issue why I went down so hard and got so much prison time because a lot of the prosecutors at the DA's office, they had kind of known about me, legal cues, whatnot. And lawyers don't like non-lawyers. They don't even really like most of the lawyers in their own arena. And yeah. so it was difficult, that, that, comp- that competing aspect. And, you know, sometimes they, they, back in the day, they would like call, call me out on it, but it would be a really short phone call and they'd never call me again. But that's the whole thing is like holding people accountable. Like you just do your part. You be a good person, you do your part. And everyone needs to just leave the hell alone and let, and, and let you, let you cruise because you're leading the people that need the help, you know? So it was difficult, but it's not anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of my thought is like, when you made that decision to start, the, you know, your first business, you know, how long did that process take from, you know, initial, like the, the idea where you're like, man, this is a great idea. I'm ready to get rolling on this. The time that you actually created a stable, successful business, like how long in that process and what kind of those challenges like? That's a great question. The business found me. So basically, I was in the law firm just because I was homeless. I needed to get job interviews. I needed to make a resume. So I knew this lawyer guy, and I just said, hey, can I use your computer and just make a resume and use the internet to, to look for jobs? So after a week, when I just started answering the calls, and then his assistant had a carpal tunnel surgery, so she ended up leaving. And the, one of his other lawyers, he had to fire so it was just me. So I kind of fell into it, but I was so good at it. And I remember like one of the biggest challenges, and I know I'm way off topic. One of the biggest challenges was I'd be calling all these doctors because we're building these injury cases. And I had to like have a big paradigm shift from like my time means something because we tend to get on the phone with lawyer or doctor. We try to be sure, you know, there's so much more important than us, you know? Um, so, but yeah, really just kind of finding that I was valuable. I was adding a service. I was helping these doctors get paid because the right lawyers make sure the doctors get paid. And so the time that I found it was a business was when I was just kind of calling the shots and the lawyers were doing as I had said we needed to do. And the clients were like, this is funny. This one client goes into court for a criminal case and the judge is talking to him and he said, no, 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 sir. This is not my lawyer. Jeremy's my lawyer. And the lawyer's like, Jeremy, you realize we're going to get in trouble, you know, blah, blah. Like, so we had to go out of our way to start telling people Jeremy's not a lawyer. And it's like, I never say I'm a lawyer. I've never said I'm a lawyer, but I'm just, I just happen to be good at that. So it kind of became its own business when just after I'd say six months and the revenue coming in and building the system that people were receptive to. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Just kind of changing hands a little bit. I know you had your first book because you do some coaching on the mentorship side on for men. 
you wrote a book called mm -hmm. Breaking Up, Not Down, correct? Yes. There we go. Okay, I saw that. Yep. Yes, Breaking so, Up, Not Down. What is that about? So basically, I wrote this book in prison because I had time. But the book really was like my very first self-help of prison at Penthouse. And when you write your first book, you put way too much into it. So I came out of prison with just like way too much going on. And I finally got to the point where like I wanted to publish this book. And so I had to get a really streamlined like tagline, like what is this about? And that's when I initially said, you know, whether shot caller or CEO, how the rise to the top is the same. And I was comparing how people rose. And then before we pushed for a bestseller category, we changed it just prison to penthouse, how to dominate your way to the top. But the underlying theme is all about rising in a group. You know, even when you're brand new to a group and you don't fit in at all. Like I was a high school diploma, a criminal in the legal industry. You know, I'm this nice Jewish kid in a maximum security prison with Nazis, you know. Uh, I come out of prison. I'm a five-time felon. I'm living at Turnberry. I get elected to the board of directors. I control the bank account here. How does a complete outsider rise at the top every single time? You know, yeah. and those principles are kind of part of every challenge we go through. So one of the things I talk about in, the, in this book is um, – when you're going through a breakup. And I've coached a lot of men when they're going through that process and really all about like throttling up, you know, throttle up. And so I went through a breakup uh, during COVID about, about eight, six months, seven months ago. Thank God we're back together. That shit is so hard. <laughs> but so it was cool because I go through this breakup. I've been broke up for a couple of weeks and I had this dream and the word breaking up, not down pops in my head. I like wake up. I'm like, you know, I'm going to write this book, breaking up, not down. And so I wrote it in five days. I, to get out of, so I actually got out of prison early. I got an 18 year prison sentence. I had to do six years, I had to do about six years flat. On year five, I got out early to the state Supreme Court through actual innocence because I used to just write like thousand page appeals. I was really good at positioning. I was really good at making an impact with my words. And so um, in telling these complex stories, that's how I write the books. And I wrote the book, Breaking Up, Not Down and going through a breakup. But pretty much what I teach people in general is just that ability to rise, that ability to be them, their best self. The reason I say men is because my team is like just telling me I have to niche down. I can't do it all yet. You know, I'd love to. So I right now started with dating and guys, and then that's more the low uh, ticket items. And then I can get into group coaching and then into the executive coaching one-on-one. One thing that I wanted to step back with that I'm very curious what you had to say about <laughs> is marijuana charges obviously nevada being you know a legal state and things how do you feel about that now with obviously you dealing with that and now you're seeing it legal uh, my thoughts on marijuana arrests i mean is it are we talking just possession and i got too much of a record that i literally got to look both ways before i cross everywhere but i'm okay with it um, yeah. how i feel about it is I, I think it's i think the laws are really set up to just kind of give people a guideline and not hold them accountable every little thing and i think what happens over time uh, power people of power and authority abuse that and they start to micromanage which is what was happening and now we just kind of ease back off of it but i mean when if it comes to marijuana uh, uh, let them smoke you know like it, 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 if you're gonna let people drink and you have that precedent let them smoke you know i wouldn't say other like hardcore narcotics like cocaine and, and pills because you know narcotics really do start to control you you become a slave to that narcotic so i'm, I'm not for those but yeah, for marijuana, let to do their thing. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, are, we after are we smoking after this? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't smoke, man, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but no, I was just curious just from going to prison and being able to sell back in the day. Then you see it become legal. I know a lot of people kind of have their different perspectives yeah. on it, you know? Yeah, you know, it wasn't a lot of, I mean, jail is usually where people sit for stuff like that. You know, prison is where you have a lot of time. And then on top of that, you most like, 
if you're doing anything petty that we would consider petty that people are doing time on, it's usually federal. So the prison that I was at, people that were doing real time in a state penitentiary, it was more for like, you know, habitual, like, you know, property crimes and violence, you know, so murders, you know, sexual assaults. But um, there wasn't a lot of like, oh, just like petty marijuana offenders, you know. Yeah. I wish yeah. there would have been, man. I would have got way more honey buns and soups for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting story, man. For being able to go to prison, you learn. Now you're into the coaching business. You've got your legal company. I don't think you get any sleep, man. So I think probably the pandemic, do you think that best helped you in a way? So in 2020, I, it was both the worst and best year. It mm -hmm. was, I lost more money in business than I've ever done ever. Like the car accident businesses, legal businesses, they all went down. So I lost a lot of money. But the cool thing was I had kind of befriended this company, Think Media with Sean Canal, um, right before the pandemic. And they had shot me their video course on like, uh, what is it, building to be building channel authority on YouTube. So I, during COVID, I'm just kind of watching this and learning about video courses, learning about like monetizing content. And I already have my book. So I'm like, huh, let me, let me do a YouTube thing on, on my book. But then thank goodness, I've got so many damn friends that I fucking annoy all the time. And I get a lot of, I ask a lot of questions to people that know more than me. And they said, Jeremy, slow down. Nobody knows you yet. Do something. They said, why don't you do something small? Do, do dating. You're good at dating. So I learned to do a video course on dating, which I have right now. It, it teaches men how to build a strong online dating profile so they can properly engage a woman and get a date within one or two messages. Because, you know, conversation, you're going to fail one of a thousand ways. She's trying to play it cool, find it cool, it's awkward, you know, busy, busy, whatever. It failed, you know. So I uh, learned to engage women properly and have that profile depth. That's where I started. So first I lose everything. Then I kind of get this momentum. I'm like this whole new thing, you know, that I could be looking into. Then I meet the love of my life. Then we break up, which was like the hardest thing I ever got through. And still 2020, hands down, best year ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. That's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, I learned a lot during 2020. It's, it's amazing, but it seems like you can do so much more now with, like you said, with Zoom and things like that. There's, there's ways you can be able to coach. There's ways that you can just maneuver and be able to piggyback on a lot of stuff and be able to pack your days. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to ask you too is, you know, when you're doing multiple businesses, how do you keep your schedule intact, man? Because I hear so much about time and delegate, De delegate and accountability. So the reason that I'm able to do so much is because mm -hmm. I just do not bend when it comes to like holding others accountable. So that's why the legal business was difficult 12 years ago, but now it's not like everybody knows their place. Same thing with all the other businesses. It's like, when you start, as you get older, that's why like old people become stubborn and just like bitchy because like we know exactly what we want. And that was one of the things I learned in prison was like just the art of being assertive, like being like uh, just massively assertive to where you're not being a dick. Like being aggressive is where like I care more about me than I do you that's being aggressive. Being passive is where I care more about you than I do me. But being assertive is just really the art of connecting with others and building those relationships you there the art of building strong relationships is being assertive but like in a cool like open transparent like fun way and that's really a lot of what i talk about in this book is when yeah. you are trying to rise in these groups and people are sensitive and they're offended and they hold grudges and all this shit you know so it's like really the art of just being like a well-received person who adds value has your best interest and that's mm -hmm. what i've done in all my businesses is like oh, just people just know their place just like being a shot call in prison, you shouldn't have to repeat yourself, you know? 
if you've done the work and people really know what you're about, you don't have to repeat yourself. So there you go. Put yeah. in some work. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I like those comparisons, the passive aggressive and yeah. assertive. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you get a chance to move around. I've seen you out too. So what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas? Uh, honestly, uh, it's interesting. I really like the Capitol Grill over at the Fashion okay. Show Mall. It's a oh, yeah. steakhouse, uh, yep. great dry age. But interesting is like I used to work there like 15 years ago. I was a waiter, you know. And so I'm learning about wines and foods I, I never knew anything about, you know. And now I get to go back there as, as, a, as a customer, you know, with my friends. But it's just a great aura. Like you're, you're up higher. It's good views. It's not as like cool as like an SCK, but it's more like – elegance you know yeah. um but yeah i love that spot uh to impress people for sure yeah, yeah I've been down to give that a shot that's a yeah. new one yeah i've never been to capital ground now that i just think of it yeah i've been to stk and, and a couple of other ones but and, yeah. it, and it tells a lot if you work there and you're going back it tells you a lot yeah so that's, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's really opulent there and i started doing like a gentleman's dinner for my birthday every year because like oh it's my freaking birthday again like what how am I going to top it? You know, club, all this shit, you know, it's like, she gets yeah. boring after a while. So I do like a gentleman's dinner with like 20 guys at like a long table and just in an opulent room. And that's, that's my thing to do. I love oh, that's awesome. for that one thing. Yeah. I'd love you guys to join for that too. You guys would be great energy. I would love when to is it? We'll be there. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it's not for a while. Uh, and I know I invited you, uh, uh, okay, to, um, Yep. Uh, party up Saturday if you can make that and then yep. did you get the one about the about the, the Mandalay I saw Bay the other one too man I was going to talk talk to you yeah. offline man I wanted to check out what that was so I didn't get a chance yeah, to no, do it <laughs> yeah. well you know how it is when you the more invites you throw up you get way more back so it's like let me <laughs> there you go, go. To 10. Yeah. You know, that's what I've noticed, too. You know, when, when Chris and I started this almost three years ago now, you know, you don't realize how many people know each other behind the scenes, especially in Vegas. You know what I mean? Everybody's connected uh, in, in so many ways, man. And it's great to be able to network. Like me, when first time we talked over the phone, you're like, hey, I got a lot of connections, which is great. It's great to see what you're doing, man, with these books that you got going on, the coaching that you're doing. It's, it's exciting. I know your future is bright, man. What else are you focused on for, for 2021? Is there something that's on your radar that you want to knock out you know, before December? Or? Man, I wake up every single day is a Saturday and a Monday every single day. You know, like I don't I'm doing so many different things. I haven't got my girls like Jeremy. I need to see like a, a solid plan. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I got so many little things I got to put together. But one thing I really am noticing is like people enjoy hearing me speak, you know, and I feel like, I mean, I, I get come alive when I'm talking to groups, you know, cause I've got a good message. I've got good strategy. That was one of the reasons why I wrote a freaking book. Cause I had read so many damn self-help books. So I knew what I liked and didn't like. And same thing when I speak, it's like, I'm not talking about science and other people's stories. I'm just telling you what worked for me. And you sure. can copy this one thing and, and do that same thing. So um, I think for this year, maybe blow out the speaking side of things. So I built the speaker website, uh, put together more video courses. So mm -hmm. I, I just put strong positions together, which um, kind of outlines all my courses right there. Like over the last week, uh, integrated some new plugins on that. So more courses, more speaking, I would say for 2021. That's such yeah, a big industry. See that. Yeah, you have a great yeah. message and you deliver it well. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. We're rooting for you, man. And you're not teaching philosophy. You're actually teaching it from experience. So that's, that's different. <laughs> that that hard knock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so that's great, man. Jerry, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Where can people find you if they wanted to connect with you? Where so, can they buy your books from? Definitely. Give the whole nine. Um, well, here's a cool thing. You know, uh, I've got a lot going on. 
but yeah. I've got a lot of great just information and courses. But the book, uh, you guys, just for hanging out with us today and listening, I'd love to give you a free copy of my book, Prison at Penthouse. So awesome. if you guys just can text the number 42828 and text the word GAIN, um, it's going to automatically send you a free copy of the book, Prison at Penthouse. You can see awesome. what other stuff I have going on, but that would be a great starting point. And I, and I know you guys will enjoy the book. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's, but it's just a lot of like functional, tangible knowledge. You know, awesome. about like getting respect just from like keeping like your shoes white, you know, little shit like that. Like, no, but for real, all these little things we do in life, I, I coach a lot of very wealthy people and I am, it's the same shit I taught people in prison, just about being tough, having that self-respect on these, all these little things, you know, good posture, all these things in the book. I've got courses, at least grab a copy of the book for sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at legal cues, L-E-G-A-L-Q-S. Let DM me for anything I can do for you guys. Well, Jeremy, it's an absolute pleasure, man. And, and yeah, you got to yeah. end with the details, which is great, man. Support what, what, uh, what Jeremy's doing. Reach out to him. He's got some great programs. Um, you'll be able to check us out at TheVegasCircle.com. And uh, please subscribe with us. We're everywhere. iHeart, Apple, Google, the whole nine, man. So, Jeremy, appreciate your time, man. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Definitely, Definitely. appreciate it. See you guys soon. Yep, for Chris sure, Robin. man. Thank okay. you, man.